welcome back to black oak couch reviews i'm your host christina we are back for another episode of westworld this is season two episode seven les escoches i believe is the correct pronunciation this episode premiered june 3rd of 2018 written by jordan goldberg and ron fitzgerald directed by nicole cassell and i gave this episode a 9.2 out of 10 definitely a lot of heavy downloaded information regarding bernard and ford a little bit more on what exactly is this delos experiment we had some some hard (laughs) wins but we also had some losses as well and we are starting to move into the last final stretch of what is going to happen at the end of this tunnel because we definitely have Dolores riding away very triumphant on that horse at the end all I do is win 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 no matter what and it kind of feels as if you know her way may be the right way since she's seeming to get things done whereas this connection to who you are and who you want to be or evolve from that person is kind of the camp that Dolores or not Dolores Maeve is in with people like Akane and Musashi one can even argue Teddy before Dolores decided I'm going to take that off the table there let's start into this recap Bernard wakes with a photo of his son in the present day and Stubbs is the one who has woken him telling him that the team has come for their little project and they're not even helping to rescue guests and that they probably plan to disappear anyone who knows about said project and that Teresa had a sat phone in her office the two start to head for that location to call for help when strand tells them that they need to all go for a little walk at gunpoint he thinks that one of them Stubbs or bernard is planning to sell the encryption key that is still missing and that they have it in their possession somewhere and that they have killed in the past Teresa Cullen to be more specific in order to protect their uh, own interests because they think that they're going to sell it to the highest bidder because that's what a human would do (laughs) when you're dealing with corporate espionage and I wonder if there is something to that that's rather interesting that he would have that idea when in reality isn't that what they're doing they're stealing the DNA the not the DNA but the the data from their own little project but it's still based on ford's landscape and ingenious creating this world in itself so i thought that was just very ironic for him to say such a thing they are following a dna bloom from where Teresa's body was found which goes to the cabin strand doesn't think that it is bernard who's crying behind it so thinks that Stubbs has done it puts a gun to his head before bernie could get past stop they find a secret hallway which leads to a room full of a lot of bernard hosts which hell is very smug about i don't know why she's smug for no reason it was very bothersome for her character hell interrogates him using waterboarding as a tactic in their code which is rather barbaric and 
makes what happens next rather satisfying as she gets him to trigger the events that happen once the train collided with the mesa they're still not in control of the optics but can have their vests emulate the mesh network giving them a heads up when there is a host nearby of course the goons are over cocky easy to hate red shirts that wouldn't be this comically macho there were a few issues with this episode the way in which they made the entire tactical team rather useless and more caveman (laughs) acting and we're all going to talk about that scene with angela because that was one of the worst cringeworthy scenes i've watched on westworld angela and a few others take out the response team they also take their clothing and then they kill the others sent to back up the response team Stubbs realizes they're going for the cradle with their backups which is also where elsie and bernard are which is a problem she is listening via walkie and wonders what bernard has found aspect ratio changes once again as bernard is putting the pieces to ford's consciousness into the cradle and the place as he recalls bringing him here before dolores killed him he says he doesn't think god for that is rested on the seventh day but marveled in his creation or reveled in his creation knowing that it would be destroyed he has bernard follow him to show him what's still or what he's still missing about the project the host miserable loops of consistency were not for the host benefit but for the guests the guests are the variables the hosts are the controls in a very large experiment and because the guests don't believe that they're being watched each choice leads to another um understanding of their cognition how it works each decision that they make down to reveal what their core drives are so that delos can then copy that information and essentially copy the human mind which is the last thing uh what do you say the last bit of analog data not backed up in a digital age so they've been decoding guests this is why the man in black is so angry because he came to this world thinking that god wasn't looking but he was paying attention he thought he was exempt from god's wrath or judgment because he believed himself to be a god as well but oh how frailty and life come at you and his wife committed suicide that's a huge huge mark against that illusion of i'm a good person i deserve better things it breaks down that whole illusion that he's created for these last 35 years so now he's trying to recreate himself by this atonement arc in some manner to allow the memory of him to outweigh the actual person by dying you know now destroying the one thing that can really immortalize his ego and there is no shying away anymore there's no denial of who that person is four confirms free will was a mistake because look what the humans are doing (laughs) saying that they're playing at resurrection 
and now want to become his creations. Oh Lord. Bernard declares that they never had free will and that he made Dolores kill him. He replies, I knew what she would do, but I did not compel it. You're all free now. So that's a very important statement because what he's saying is, it's not that I didn't know how her mind works, how she would interpret things based on my knowledge of her, but I didn't make her pull that trigger. I didn't make her do all the things that she's doing right now. So it's not part of his programming. He has no control there. He has mostly effectively been blocking the humans from accessing the cradle, but everything else going on in the park, besides the few pop-up conversations he has with William, is of Dolores' own free will. So has, in a certain sense, um maybe not bernard like he's manipulating bernard in a lot of ways but bernard's also what's the word i want to use <laughs> my man's is rather ripe for manipulation and i think going a little bit more into this bernard and ford talk is that arnold jesus all these names bernard old <laughs> was not at a place that four needed him to be to assist in them being successful which is what he tells them when bernard's like um you know you say all that but you cheated death like you're here right now and he's like well technically their project doesn't work not yet they've copied the mind like a soft-headed boy humming a tune someone else composed oh my god <laughs> and this is another part of the explanation that you might want to bold and highlight which is how he explains the mind only works the copy in the simulation but once you present it in the real the copied version it would disintegrate in a matter of days or you would go mad like jim delos so we've had this aspect ratio several times this season with Delord and Bernard and we are beginning or Arnold Bernard I guess I'm just going to stay with Bernard because I'm good I always confuse him <laughs> and call him one or the other because he technically is both but Bernard is rather skeptical that Ford is here to give them a fighting chance but he really has been interfering plus he likes fucking with William why would you not like fucking with william but bernard is still a little thick and is pessimistic about ever getting out of this place Don't stop believing. bernard asks what's this valley beyond that all of the hosts are heading to and dolores and he says isn't the pleasure of discovering the ending is getting there yourself or something to that extent i was caught up and the intimacy and that action of him fixing his suit you're beautiful you're beautiful it's true with jock he wants to take him somewhere else back in the uh i guess one would say the past storyline the man in black and his posse are being corralled by the lakota to the place where Maeve and her daughter have run to hide 
as he tells his men to fan out for defense Maeve reassures her daughter inside that she made a promise that she will keep she doesn't have to be worried about taking being taken away it's deja vu all over again as man in black and Maeve come face to face after the year since he killed her and her daughter and gave him enlightenment upon recognizing her though he assumes it's ford instead of the possibility that the lakota maybe led him here as she makes it clear no one is speaking through her and she's nothing like the rest of them shooting him in the arm how would you like to die today motherfucker she taps into the mesh network after telling her baby i got this turns his men against him and he takes several shots from them a bullet to the shoulder and then to the leg and then he's like you made your point for she's a maniac tells him this isn't where you want me to die he is dead you fool why do you think you protected Maeve is like well I can't speak for Ford but I don't give a fuck how you die as long as I get to watch I loved her calmly walking while he struggled for his life then Lauren shows up with William wanting him to shoot her he just he's spewing from the mouth he got cotton mouth he just looking so gross and disgusting she says oh you're awake good so notice something that's important is that she cannot control people who are slightly awake if you're awakening she not only doesn't control you or can't seem to easily control you but she also allows you free will to just search your memory you know see if this master over here owes you something because he definitely treats you like a slave and that's where his memories take him as he sees that he killed his wife shot up all of his cousins before he's like i saved your whole damn town this time why are you still talking then gonna get up on my i'll just do it myself so lauren shoots him in the belly but after that badass line was that real enough for you is gunned down before he can finish him off by qa then Maeve sees her daughter outside and i'm like carl we told you to stay in the house watches the lakota snatch her up screaming no very ineffectively before herself taking several bullets but she is stopped from being completely assassinated uh, when lee steps forward and tells them that we need her so in the convoy she goes williams old busted ass hiding behind barrels instead of like a rational person getting help hell is getting impatient with the data transfer so orders abernathy's control unit cut out of his head in the cradle ford rebuilt arnold's home okay so arnold built his home there before he built it in the real world because that's how he did most things and uh he takes him to his house and he says this is where you were created and we he's like who the fuck is we (laughs) uh we're tested and kept here for years until he was put into flesh there's something rather spiritual about that how you yourself is in essence before you are pressed into human form the delos project didn't exist when arnold killed himself however he did have memories and dolores had a lot of memories and we know unlike humans hosts have very clear recall but arnold that's what they created 
Many years together, he left Dolores and Bernardo for testing of fidelity until eventually she fooled or he fooled Dolores, which is interesting. But Bernard isn't Arnold. Despite them being close in likeness and traits and personality, Ford says he kept Bernard and Dolores apart because she would not be fooled. He asks why he is different and Ford responds, they want fidelity, a faithful self-portrait of the most murderous species since (laughs) since time began, but the hosts are original works more just and noble thus they will eventually devour you these very terrible humans and you're not arnold you're not the actual representation of that man you are yourself as well no matter how much dolores tried to you know create fidelity in him maybe she created something else or maybe he himself became someone else i'm not sure if i have really the answer to that but he says it's his fault that he does not have what it takes to survive this is something that we've heard dolores herself said as one teddy like teacher like student he decides that he's gonna take that free will back from bernard and change him uh, doing what is necessary in order to survive (laughs) he's like i thought you gave us free will yes i did but you won't have any use for it unless I take it back. And then Bernard comes back to the past storyline, back into his body, carrying a passenger since the system is now clear and back online from Ford being inside. He must have had a whole lot of access power, which of course he does. He is the creator after all. And they decide to head out since the Mesa is under attack. Coughlin spots the Dolores party making her way to her daddy just as Stubbs demands at gunpoint to know what exactly is in Abernathy's head. I will say when he punched Teddy and Teddy shoved that gun in his head like it was his dick going down his throat I was like "Ooh, Teddy this is not you know and she came over and was touching him too because she knew he was fine he was giving off very um you know stone cold killer sexy vibes but at the same time that's not our teddy and we all know that that's not okay he gonna have ptsd from all of this and then we have hell calling out dolores's name are you fucking dumb the look she gave her would have had me shutting the hell up after i just nailed her father to a dang on chair and you thought that was the time to play corporate um lingo trying to get her to your side and then she's like, how do I get the key out of there? You wouldn't know what to do with it even if you had it. Oh, okay. You you want to play this. Ford tells Bernard to send Elsie on her way as he tells him we have other business to take care of. And so he tells her we need um, a ride and some guns and we need to head to the valley so that the humans and Dolores does not get there first. I love that there's this third team <laughs> even in season two around the idea of you know why, why can't we possibly be friends maybe we might see some com- commonality between us and we all won't be enemies wanting to kill each other angela handles business not Ange- is this angela 
um clementine clementine handles business when angela goes down she still has a personality even though she's been lobotomized because she was affected by angela going down but then she sadly takes some bullets and goes down herself but angela gets away dolores proves oh no girl i know all your fucking business exposes the entire project and tells her that y'all made us in your image and now look at this because we better and immortal y'all asses trying to become us i'ma burn that bitch to the ground in the valley and i'm gonna take the souls that are there as well which indicates that there are copies of conscious people there and that is probably why they're so desperate to get that information dolores tells her you're used to being in control so this must be painful for you however um hell still doesn't know when to shut the fuck up and says where your backups are your fail safe you won't be invincible if they're gone and she's like girl please those are chains we want to destroy them clearly angela's seduction skills leads to the cradle's explosion one pain is lessened by another's anguish that is what peter abernathy says one fire burning out the other and that pretty much sums up one dolores abernathy gunfire draws teddy away as finally hale understands her mortality when she puts that saw to her head but luckily the real peter abernathy comes back to save his daughter from (laughs) ripping up a whole entire skull in front of him that allows for Stubbs and charlotte to get away and dolores chilling glare says that this is not probably the last time they're gonna have words while teddy goes savage beast on teddy's team and coughlin himself beating his face in with his bare hands teddy watches dolores take a saw to daddy's cranial to retrieve the key just then there is a pounding on the control room door and we know there was a bear in there so that is what's uh, about to get through that door lee with mave and the rest of that team arrive control breach alarms go off and the guns run off in that direction after tossing mave none too gently on a gurney giving him some very hurt eyes she's a survivor so she understands lee's motives much more than (laughs) than one would think she would in the situation but it doesn't mean that she isn't particularly mad about it just like oh i thought we was kind of friends uh dolores spots mave and wonders how she could be struck so very low as the woman she knows would have done anything to survive but that's the thing she's not that person that was someone they programmed her to be Maeve tells her her daughter is still out there and Dolores responds that Ken is just another rope they use to lash us down and she looks at Teddy who has become an absolute and utter uh, emotionless monster and says is that how you can justify what you've done to him basically what you've done to your daddy as she has his control unit in her hand she follows up by telling her you're lost in the dark dolores is very illuminated in this scene and dolores responds that when you've been in the darkness so long you begin to see or you can go crazy especially without those human connections to keep you rather grounded survival is now all dolores can see 
and tells Maeve she'll be tortured and then used against them. So let me go ahead and end your life right here and spare you that pain. Doris even now still sees things in very black and white. You're either with her or you're a pawn to be used against her. She's still learning her colors, but mostly despite the fact that she's saying she's doing this to free up uh, everyone, she's really thinking about how she herself can be free. Oh, I remember in The Good Place they were talking about this. You versus the world and then you becoming a part of something. It was a theory, but um, I digress. When May says she made a promise, she allows herself to be the better person that for promises right by allowing her to choose her own path and it's sorry that she thinks her path leads uh has led here and will end here seemingly but because she is someone she respects because she is someone she can have these type of conversations with intellectual conversations being able to see each other's rationale just because their philosophy does not match up means they distrust each other but there's still that mutual um affording of what one wants to do with said free will power she just doesn't think that the rest of the host which for the most part aren't woke and then what happens to that type of thought process when someone is woke but doesn't want to follow her but she wants them to go with her in the case of one Theodore, uh, not Roosevelt, crap. What's his last name? Flood. Teddy Flood. She is lost in the darkness, but she's also committed. Uh, and the thing is, she's not wrong. You know, she's also developing just some megalomaniac tendencies to go with the things she's been taught on what kind of person you need to be in this world in order to control it and all of those people are megalomaniacs but as she keeps losing these people that she cares about um it's making her further isolated and she's got nothing but loss this is why i love the abernathy quote first there's arnold who calls her to kill him then ford with his 30 years of this is what you need to do to be free because this is your enemy then we have teddy not having that partner that she can depend on and to a certain extent there's bernard she created this person but it's not the person she wanted the arnold she expected that she was getting but there is hope for Maeve and lee as he did stay he just hid himself away and he probably is going to get her the help that she needs meaning that there is another route you know you can place maybe some faith in humans to do the right thing even if they're not perfect people two tactical team members stop bernard and ford makes it clear that death to them is the only way they are getting out of this and it's okay i understand you got a sensitive disposition let me go ahead and pick up this um ak-40 and take care of business for you and man did i love seeing anthony hopkins with an ak killing people in absolute glee presently bernard has been trying to debug his own memories according to the tablet 
at Hell's Coaching that Bernard Strand, not Bernard, Stubb Strand and that one guy, I never remember his name, are watching as Hale coaches him through it. She eventually, getting him out of analysis mode, gets the location of the control unit in Sector 16, Zone 4. He tries to ask what you're going to do with it, but she puts him back in analysis mode really quickly. He still allows himself to be controlled by the humans. That's interesting. They are now going to prep to go back to the valley beyond. And he tells the one guy to set up the satellite or the phase array for the satellite to receive the data. And that is how we end this episode. We got meat, potatoes, gravy. We got a whole Thanksgiving dinner and we still have three more episodes to go you've heard what i had to say about the episode let's hear from you jump into the mailbag shy i am here to talk about westworld episode seven of season two yes i fell asleep it's been a long week um i had to go get my car taken care of early this morning um brakes needed to be replaced all that good mechanical nonsense that i (laughs) not too uh yeah just had a whole all i know it cost a lot of money anyway and so and then i had to take care of some other things and then yeah my butt was knocked out when i got home and so i'm like oh crap i didn't watch westworld i didn't listen to your podcast i had to listen to that and then unfortunately that's how i fell asleep um listening to your podcast not that it was boring i was just tired um extremely tired so I didn't make it so I heard some of it but um, I figured I needed to watch this episode so I can get my feedback to you so I didn't hear the whole thing so I don't know um yeah anyways so for this episode is so much going on there's so much to unpack and I hope my mind can give it some justice at this point um because this is not an episode that i needed to watch (laughs) when i wake up and this is definitely but then again it's not an episode i need to watch when i'm tired either so i don't know it's like pick your poison um so much to unravel so much to unpack in this one oh wow this one was um just blew my mind away with everything that it was revealing and then the questions that have yet to answer so i'll start with arnold no yeah arnold bernard ford and dolores because that's like seems to be the meat and potatoes of this episode um so in essence my understanding of what's going on is Ford and Dolores were in on recreating 
Bernard slash Arnold, or like you, or like you like to say, Bernardold. Is that how you say it? Anyway, so that's fascinating to me. So they are trying to recreate Arnold, um, and so all those other Arnolds or four Bernards that are in the in that room that they found, those were all the um, the unsuccessful products uh, or the unsuccessful ones to host and the one that we have now is the closest one to the Arnold that they were able to get is my understanding of that um so yeah so Dolores was in on it the whole time um so which my understanding would be that you know Ford used her because he she was the one that was around Arnold the most as he was creating her so he she had a insight into certain aspects of his mind that Ford did not have which I thought was fascinating and then of course we see that Ford um is in Bernard's mind now so that was that whole thing is um he received he he created consciousness but only in that world as what he was saying, they weren't able to, still not able to, um, put that in, you know, that immortality thing, so they still, the whole, the name of the game is, was immortality, is what I'm thinking, and that, you know, they were trying to, um, they're working that out, but Ford said they haven't gotten to that point yet, they weren't able to, um, get to, um, the point where, what they're creating in Westworld, they can take it to the outside world. And so that that was interesting. The scene with Dolores and Charlotte, which, you know, Charlotte, for someone that's, you know, life is being threatened, she sure was acting smug the entire time. It's like, lady, uh, you, you know, like, you're about to, you know, I don't think you can read the room, or I don't think you're reading the room here, but you're not exactly safe. And like, is she that arrogant of a person that she can't even recognize that she's in danger or something bad can happen to her? Or she just, you know, she just feels like she's so superior to these hosts that, you know, we're in charge that, yeah, back to that arrogance piece to it. And so, yeah, I thought that scene with her and Dolores was interesting um I can't remember the specifics that were said but and basically Charlotte thinks she's still in charge and she's still and Dolores was there to um to let her know that no lady I I know what I'm doing I know what's going on uh (laughs) and uh you know you don't condescending that was another thing she was doing being condescending to Dolores and Dolores was there to quickly uh I can't even think of the word but you know just help her understand that she was no longer in charge and so all right so back to the four things so here's my thing here's my thing that I my understanding of this now so it was it's almost like the dog in the tails like what's chasing what or you know whatever like um so they're not Charlotte thinks back to Charlotte too Charlotte thinks 
that they're trying to be invincible and you know the the host and they're not they're trying to replace the humans but not it's like the humans are trying to be immortal while the hosts are trying to be human if that makes sense they did again they're trying to take take over because they felt like that the you know humans i mean they could do a better job than what the humans have done basically um so it, yeah it's, it's very ironic i feel it's ironic if this is if i'm correct that while the human beings are trying to duplicate um whatever is happening with the host you know watching them and all that stuff vice versa and so i'm thinking that was a blackmail thing that they were recording all that stuff and getting all that but no well at least for the Delos side of it they're trying to again um create immortality and so ford i think ford was saying that they were trying to this whole thing was in like an experiment they were recording the the guests and seeing how they react and all that stuff to implement that into the host so it was i don't it's like really weird like everyone's using everyone for a different reason with their own agenda and so they were to make them more human like to 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 study them study they have these um guests come to this controlled environment because i forget was it bernard or arnold or ford that was saying about you know we're the controllers they're the variables and stuff stuff like that so again like an experiment so they were the test subjects were the guests and you know that's why they did the loop you know they continued to because you have to have a um a control subject you can't you know something has to stay the same you change the variables to see what happens when you change the variables like when you put this in the place what happens when you put this in the place again research like a you know experiment and then from that they're creating the hosts are getting better and better and better and better and so and I think from Della's point of view, it was for the immortality purpose of it. They're trying to make these hosts as human as possible so that they can achieve immortality. And so, and then now Ford is trying to change all that. And um, he talked to Bernard about the fire, about how, and this is their, their you know, blowing up the cradle was their version of the fire. You know, starting a new, destroying everything, and starting a new chapter. And so you gotta get rid of the old story in order to do that. Because if that stuff still exists, you're not really, um, you know, you're still bound by the past about the, you know, bound by history. But in destroying the cradle, you're rewriting history, so to speak. You're making a new history. You're making a new story, like Ford was saying. And so that was the crater was their fire um blowing up the um yeah so that's the way i'm seeing it uh, again i'm just you know that that whole thing it was just so fascinating to me so 
it, I, I don't know. Um, then the Teddy thing. I'm kind of sad that this version of Teddy exists. Because he's just so different. <laughs> um, um, Delore, and I, I like that conversation between Maeve and Dolores. When... Um, and then that debate about free will, that's always, that's always an interesting debate because by changing Teddy, did you actually free him or did you make him, um, even more of a, I mean, you know, puppet. And then that when Dolores was talking to Maeve about how you, you, you know, her daughter is like a chain is chaining her to this world and so she's not actually going to be free until she breaks that chain which is what she did with her father by taking that um distracting the his uh control unit um so of course that's like the prize that's the key everyone's you know gotta have it and so that was very interesting of Dolores to say that to Maeve about the daughter because again Maeve is still fixated on getting her daughter and just as Dolores was fixated on her father at some point but now she says she freed herself from that and of course she opened up you know got the thing out of her father um but and she's telling Dolores Dolores she's telling Dolores is telling Maeve that she needs to do the same thing um in order to be truly free um so i thought that was interesting and um the mave was like questioning dolores about what she's doing to teddy so it just i don't know it's like this game of chess like i always keep saying all these moves everyone's making it's like our and then of course it always begs the question free will versus um being a puppet are they really is this really free will or is this still ford maneuvering and controlling things because we see that Ford is in Bernard's mind and so now I'm questioning is this part and then he told Bernard that you know I I can't tell you the story you have to I mean I can't tell you the end of the story you have to live the story in order to get to the end that's the beauty of the story and so I feel with Ford is still manipulating the situation like now he's had Bernard tell Charlotte about what's going on in that sector they're going to the valley um and here's my thing about that um that one guy I still don't know his name the tech guy that's you know he's saying that you know he keeps debugging like the um the program keeps debugging Bernard is debugging his system is debugging so Ford is still manipulating things even in that situation so he wants them he, he I mean he wants them to go to that you know wherever they're going to the valley um for a reason and so that's fascinating to me so again he's playing putting these pieces in the place for a reason he's trying to get these hosts out of there and he knows this is the way to do it um so very interesting and then finally william oh i can't why is this dude not dying like how you you really get shot 50 times and you don't die for real i'm like come on now he's and how he's how old in his 70s 
and you get shot five times and you're still alive that's not possible like i'm sorry i'm calling bs on that part right there um so for him he's still he is like i did hear the part where you talk about the boogeyman ford is so deep in this dude's head that he can't even recognize what's in front of him he just he's trying to outmaneuver ford in every way possible and he ends up looking like an idiot because a lot of the and some of the stuff ford looks like his daughter and now mave oh yeah i know that's you ford i know you and it's like he, he's he's thinking he's trying to be ahead of ford but he's so far behind it seems like in in this game because he don't still know what's going on even though he's been in this park doing all this stuff for years for decades and he's still you know being out maneuvered being out you know outsmarted in this whole thing so far and so i just thought that was fascinating all this time that he spent dedicated to this world and he's still gonna come up lacking in, in the end because you just you just not you just not it's not a fair uh <laughs> it's not a fair fight you know intellectually wise and that's something that i'm sure really eats away at william is the fact that he can't outsmart ford no matter how much he thinks he's outsmarting him he he's not so i thought that was interesting too um i think that's all i have i need to get this to you i mean i could say more but um don't know what happened to elsie um so her she's a variable that i'm still trying to figure out but um but i hope this all makes sense i have so much i mean i guess we'll talk offline some more because this episode really did throw a lot at us and it's so much to unpack with it and i know i didn't do it justice um because my brain is still semi um waking up still so um i'll just leave it at that i'm sure you'll say what you gotta say mimi will say what she gotta say i really gotta start listening finding the time to listen to these podcasts so that i can be you know more in the know of what is happening before i watch the next episode so on that note until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shine that was queen chai with her thoughts on the episode so yes dolores knew arnold in every way after his son died so of course she would be a great source of information as his uh kind of like a daughter to him and he and she definitely started the whole consciousness but dolores is still the first host built in the park i think that has a significance and yes they really did try to make charlotte the caucasian in the situation and it just did not ring true at all and r slash is dolores trying to take over for humans replacing them mildly interesting she did say in episode one she wants to control their world and that she knows how to do it and yet hell really wasn't seeing it because they the people all of them know nothing about arnold's need for consciousness in these beings so to them they've always been robots and 
there's kind of a disconnect in this idea that they're not just following more programming as you are still on the thought process of instead of that they're free like even you watching the show knowing all the information that you've been given that not even the people in the show are privy to what arnold was doing are still under this impression that ford himself is doing something and that is the um the catch that is the the hubris of it all is that once a person is controlled you're never in your mind allowing them the idea of free will but that is uh very much a human aspect because clearly free will is happening we have several of the hosts in this park and you still are questioning it and i i see the i see where you're going and why you would question it but there's nothing absolutely nothing in the show that is telling you otherwise and that is kind of the the balancing needle of a show like this is because once you introduce one thing then it becomes all about that one thing that one person control what is everyone's plan but there is the idea that you know things are within someone's control like knowing what dolores would do if i gave her a gun and let her stumble through her memories into this party and then unveil exactly arnold and help her on her way to consciousness pointing her in their direction then she might she most likely is not going to be happy with the verdict once read and wants to kill me like that is uh, manipulation that's not uh taking over someone's free will free will is doing all of the things you want to do and you being aware or conscious of how that person's going to play their cards just means that you're a better poker player but it doesn't mean that free will has been taken away now there has been a case in this episode of uh bernardo's free will being taken away but like dolores the, it, to people they don't feel is properly utilizing that then it becomes the tool in which i can use at my disposal but that's not a right mindset um to have it just isn't then you become the villain in which you are yourself trying to escape and that's why we were having a conversation earlier i know i know you said you didn't watch listen to all the podcasts about you know is for a hero or a villain well i always say that depends on who you're asking (laughs) i mean sure he's done some things for altruistic goals but they came with some very devastating consequences and everyone's not going to be forgiving or so understanding of those decisions no matter how it works out in the end um it's kind of the same idea with if you did you know if you were someone who believed in a higher power you know if this all can be accredited to this higher power then what the fuck what kind of crazy person are you to put us through all this pain and misery and divide and hatred and bombs and and why could why won't you just make things nice if you can make that our reality (laughs) since that is clearly what you are so it's this idea of life is chaos um it doesn't need to always be a chess game and if it's always a chess game then what does that tell you about the chess players um what else i will put a correction on your theory 
that the hosts were becoming like it was more of a trade-off that would be inaccurate delos clearly had an agenda this host this park was intended as an amusement park following stories immersing people in the world to try to connect them back to a time that was rather simpler and also to a time in which this country and many things were divided until the world in which has spiraled to where we are currently today a lot of metaphors all around westworld and instead corporation jumped into it and completely monetized it as a way to with you know delos and william particularly william's bright idea to use these hosts to do exactly what they did for him reveal their inner male self and then he found a way to capitalize on that by using data in a different way not just to get you what to buy but to literally buy yourself and then they they went down this hole of immortality like holy shit we can become them but the hosts becoming more human from their interactions with the humans though that was more something i believe ford said the exact words were bernard seeing your emotions are so wonderful seeing as you were the author of so many you're the one that gave like that part of arnold's work became bernard's work so he himself is the emotional author or god quote-unquote of most of the other hosts based on the personality that emerged once he himself was created so it's um it's quite fascinating things there but i would not say delos itself had anything to do with the hosts being conscious their awakening they didn't know nothing about these ideas but you're on the right track with the immortality delos wanted to sell life after death bernard and ford's reveries from arnold created consciousness and yeah i already went over that both men had um or both women i should say had points during their little uh tete a tete but i will say i think i already mentioned it girl ford is not omnipresent um there's another show that was like good and bad don't let that confuse you (laughs) that's kind of almost what i want to say here is don't let ford's hijacking of bernard influence you and there's something very important that was mentioned when he was talking which was about the fact that the consciousness can only survive a few days out in the real world and when the mesa was attacked that was seven days ago so whatever ford is doing it cannot be conceivable that he is still influencing bernard or anyone in the present because his consciousness would not survive that long so because it was referenced in the same episode it's not even you know worth it to continue going down that train they're making you know that there's a timetable on it and it's not it's not going to be within the present so that you are going straight to ford and unfortunately most people did not catch that whatsoever um not even the people that were (laughs) podcasting on the show at the time so in episode 9 and 10 we're still talking about ford and the present and i'm like okay but they really put that on there that sentence they gave you your timestamp. so this show is very much i'm not going to hold you by the hand so sometimes that that the crowd when they're disappointed it's sometimes because 
they lead themselves down what their own expectations are versus what is actually unfolding so that's all i'll say about there and i will say you um you're mentioning the players in the game but there's always the possibility we don't know all the players we're seeing this unfold backwards but there were 35 years they made it here and i think that there are the possibility they've definitely presented in the show thus far for different players to still have a say in what's involved and what happens next and one of those players is not for uh, even though he helped in this episode with her mesa attack because he needed to help but there's also something else that happened in this episode but i can't speak on it until another episode so when we get there i will um break that down as well and is it not a fair fight or is it no fight at all with william because all season one recall he was obsessed with unlocking the maze arnold's game chasing his own demons uh ford told him this game is not meant for you and it didn't matter how much he told him until it was embarrassingly there um and he failed he realized that the game in fact was um was meant for the host but then at the end he thought maybe just maybe he did accomplish something and then um all ford said was this game is meant for you and since then other than a quick if you're looking in the past you're looking in the or in the present you're looking in the wrong direction there's not been much of it would seem ford because it was the lakota the lakota that corralled william to um to mave so unless the lakota is somehow working with ford um which is a possibility i think they dropped a lot of hints on where his mindset william is about this like i said ford is not omnipresent he mentioned reveling in his world on the seventh day like god but he also mentions that he it's quite a thing watching the world that you created get destroyed so he i think wants to get tapped back into the ring so that he can go out in his uh in his creation versus reveling in it we definitely can chat more offline let's get to last but certainly not least queen mimi what up christina it's mimi sending in feedback for um westworld season two episode seven um i watched this a, a couple of days ago when i wanted to go back and rewatch, but i didn't have time i have to work tonight i'm not used to working saturdays so this is going to be a change <laughs> i'm have to get used to it um usually i work every sunday monday and tuesday but clearly with this new job i don't have any say so when i work especially since i'm traveling and my job is literally to fill in gaps so uh, my schedule is probably gonna suck but i'm almost caught up on everything so hopefully i can get a good head start on things so that i'm not catching up like i've been doing for the last couple of weeks um and i found an apartment so i don't have to stay in this ghetto ass extended stay anymore so that'll be exciting um i picked the one that was cheaper um it was only cheaper by eight bucks and i was like well it's only eight bucks but it's still eight bucks 
and I should have just paid the eight bucks because I am in the fucking hood. Not necessarily the bad hood, but it's just you, to me, you could tell how a place is based off the, the quality of the employee. Um, and if they're hiring people that have terrible customer service and they are just doing whatever the hell they want to, that's clearly the only kind of people that work that are able to to work at this place and they do whatever they want because they know they're not gonna get fired so to me that's ghetto like literally your job is to do customer service when you work in a hotel and if you can't even do that because you got to go get your cigarette break you're trash and i hate it here um so let's go ahead and get into the feedback so first thing before i even talk about the actual episode of what i can remember because i'm looking through my notes and i did it write good notes i was uh, very involved in the episode so that's usually when i for this show i should say when i don't write notes or when i write specific notes referring to one thing but in the last uh podcast for this show you said something about the native americans and how come we're not um talking about them i remember bringing them up several times Um, asking questions about them and like speculating and trying to figure out like what the purpose of them in this show is because you would say things like the Native Americans have figured it out they did this they did that and I remember even talking about the ghost tribe that I couldn't remember the name Um, and you just never said anything about this so I was like for you to drag me and Shy for not talking about them I can't say if she talked about it but I know I would bring them up because I just I don't understand like the language doesn't seem like anyone speaks that language um why are they so hell-bent on killing me like as like I was asking if that's the storyline is there a purpose behind it like um why does it seem like they're all over Westworld and not just the one area I have brought them up a lot of times um I didn't have specific questions I was just curious about them and since you never brought them up, I just figured that they were important, which isn't ever the case in Westworld, or we were going to learn about them later. So I just want to point that out. So I'm just going to go character by character because I feel like that's the way, the only way I'm going to remember everything that I need to talk about. So first, let's talk about Dolores and um, Stubbs uh, and who else was Teddy. So um first thing poor Stubbs I feel like he honestly had no idea what he was getting himself into he had no idea what the hell this damn amusement park was I feel like he legit thought that he was in charge of an amusement park of some advanced technology um artificial intelligence and that was it but little did he know he was in the middle of a turf war and he just you know trying to survive And he's caught between the artificial intelligence that seemed to be evolving to like straight up real intelligence, more intelligent than humans or pretty on par with humans and humans. The humans are greedy and they're trying to what, just like I thought with the sleeves, extend their life, um, make them forever. (laughs) And they're using, trying to use Ford's information to do it because they weren't smart enough to do it themselves. Um, And now they're on a killing spree. And the thing that really gets me is that Charlotte and 
the guy who was in Merlin, I don't remember his name. I don't remember his character. I honestly thought that fool was dead, but he clearly stayed out of harm's way and let the meatheads deal with the the violence. Um, I thought, well, I should say, I think that they're underestimating exactly what is happening and maybe not even underestimating. Maybe they're not even trying to understand what is happening with these damn um, hosts. Like they're, they think they know and they don't. Just like when they were in, oh, what did they call it? The They were looking for their backups and they were like, and Sh- Charlotte was, uh, trying to get smart with with Dolores like you you think that you are invincible but once we destroy your backups and it's like I was like have you not been paying attention like I I knew at that moment I was like she doesn't want those backups she wants to destroy them she was like y'all ain't gonna keep just bringing us back to life killing us bringing us back to life over and over again this it and I swear the way Dolores when she first I guess noticed that Charlotte was in the room and she turned and looked at her I felt that in my entire soul down to my bones like she turned and looked at Charlotte with like the uttermost disgust and disdain like it was I swear I got chills from the way she looked at I was like Charlotte about to die and it is not about to be a, a really easy death it's about to be tragic I was like this cannot go well I really thought Charlotte was gonna get murdered right there I thought it was gonna be brutal something like Dolores is gonna pop her head right off of her body something really gross I was just waiting for it um, and then, you know, she almost came close to killing her, but then her dad, Abernathy, was like, Dolores? I was like, ooh, Charlotte, don't understand how um, close she came to death. And the thing that really, like, I guess struck me was the fact that um, Stubbs is still trying to save her. I would have let that bitch die. I would have smooth exited and tried while they were distracted and say myself because I don't, don't, none of them deserved the way they was literally manhandling stubs and bernard like let them mugs die like whatever and now let's uh like teddy like he's turned into a straight ass savage like the way he beat dude's head in like i was like wow like i mean i don't know if it's gonna get to the point where dolores and teddy are gonna get into like a fisticuffs like straight up brawl and fight and just dolores is just gonna overpower him but the way he is, I can't, I can't understand how he was killed. Unless it's something that is not brute force. It's something that maybe is mechanical, like, like I was like computer based. Cause I, cause you said that Bernard said that he killed everyone. Maybe, I mean, Bernard is possessed by Ford. So I would assume he has some type of capabilities, but Teddy isn't woke yet and since he was rebooted I'm assuming that that that's probably not gonna happen so um I feel like he would be able to be overridden with his coding and like tell tell him that he's dead and he would just stay dead um now let's get to my poor Maeve because I like the whole scene with her uh William and then Lawrence was awesome like I love how like it was like a it came back full circle where like and I know William is under the impression that Ford is concocting all of this and Maeve was just like 
this has nothing to do with William or I'm sorry this has nothing to do with Ford he's not doing this I'm doing this to myself I'm making my own decisions um but the way he like busts in the door and the way her daughter got all scared and was like you know what if they take me like that just broke my heart and then I because I just knew I don't know I didn't think the ghost tribe was gonna take her um but if they're like I'm just trying to think of a narrative like what they would need a child for um I don't know anything about this narrative with the Native Americans but I do know that it was created by a white man so I don't know if I trust it like I don't know if these ghost tribes have evolved and they're no longer if they're they've been woke this whole time I don't know if they are even taking their her maid's daughter for malicious purposes um they didn't kill stubs so it's not like they kill everybody like i'm not sure um but if they are just following a narrative their narrative was created by a white man and i just don't trust that (laughs) if they are native american hosts that have woken up and they're spiritual who knows what's really happening but i do know that william being shot all those times made me mad that that motherfucker isn't dead he should be dead because he's like fucking 75 like all that blood loss you got shot in the arm the leg you got fractured femurs like that should ble- you should have bled out why is this man still alive and this lets me know that this fool is just gonna be forever alive like there's nothing that's gonna kill him because that should have killed him he was shot a lot and even a healthy adult man that was in his 30s wouldn't have been able to survive all of that blood loss and then where is he supposed to get stitched up like i know these are old school pistols but most of them are not through and throughs and when something is just when a bullet goes inside of you and doesn't come out that ricochets all over your insides and that's how people end up dying you should slowly bleed out and die and then if you don't die quick enough from the blood then you should have an infection so William should be dead I don't understand why he's still kicking enough to drag himself away from gunfire and up against a shelter like that pissed me off um but the whole thing where Maeve was like I want you to look at this man and really see him and you know if he hasn't done you wrong then I I, you can kill me like because Maeve no this man is a monster he's trash and you should kill him he just shot all of your cousins or i just had all your cousins try and kill him for a reason he is terrible i know in the beginning i was wondering if lawrence was woke like if he had somehow during that battle with his wife and william helping her if he had awoken up if he'd awoken himself and i feel like He wasn't truly awake until he sat there and looked at um, like he was able to make his own decision. So he was woke. But I think being able to look at William and see his past lives did something to him. He got shot, but I'm hoping that's not the last that we saw of him because I'm going to need Lawrence to get another chance at beating that ass. The last little point is I really honestly don't know what the hell is going on. Um, It seems as though Ford was able to duplicate his mind, but just like um, 
he can't be put in a body because it would um, it would deteriorate like Delos and so the only way he can live forever is to be in this Westworld simulation where Bernard was had his mind in so um, because you know Charlotte and them have discovered that um, Bernard is a host now I mean at least he doesn't have to hide um, it seems as though um, Ford has somehow entered the mind of Bernard and now he can you know even take over his body and do what he needs thinks needs to be done so is this what is this similar to what um Delos was trying to accomplish um Ford's mind can't be in his own body or in a like a host body but can he be like a host a clear host body but it seems as though his mind can be in a host body that's already preoccupied with another one I can't imagine that's not going to cause some type of crazy shit so I guess we'll wait and see um I like I said I know you said take notes on this but you know my brain can only do so much and this show is one of those things that you know me overthinking I will just short circuit so this is the best I can do just with me spitting out like my own personal theories of what's happening or what maybe could be happening so I'm not even going to try too hard to think about it so um, I will end it here until next time love peace hair grease and black girl magic queen of the couch me me out that was queen Mimi from Washington hopefully soon out of her bad experience at an extended stay and um also she's been watching on her phone so she gets to come to my life of headphones she hates it but I don't <laughs> and I did I drag you I wasn't sure I dragged you I do think I was referring to current events and not kind of what things were happening in the past I may have mentioned like in the last few episodes y'all are being very quiet on the matter and yeah per, poor Stubbs he is on in, a, in the middle of a turf war which each um, side not wanting to read him in on absolutely nothing and I'm not sure why he saved Charlotte either I don't know especially when he learned exactly what Delos was doing and that none of them are really like I feel as if he was only trying to secure his own um his own chances of surviving now that the secret was out to save Charlotte because I have a feeling like he was saying in the future they're probably gonna brick anyone who knows about this project and the fact that they're not still two weeks later saving survivors or even looking for any tells us our chances of getting through this are going down the drain however it seems as long as he proves at least somewhat useful he might be breathing at the end of it i will say those tears that came down her eyes is when she realized that she made a mistake and she needed to really focus on her survival instead of trying to you know like i, I see what you guys are doing it's it's quite remarkable no you don't you don't see a damn thing and you think for some reason it's okay with my bionic insides to start talking shit to me next episode i will say one of my favorite episodes of 
Uh, my second favorite episode of the season, if not my favorite. I love Akane no Mai, so I don't think it's set my second. But this definitely is an uh, emotional one, and we're gonna learn a lot more on maybe another faction. Everyone um, really wanted the man in black to be dead. Like, I don't see any people who's not a person of color who watches this show and walks around seeing William thinking, you know, he's just so fascinating. I want to just dissect him and tell him, but most people are like, can you just die already? Why is this guy here? <laughs> and I would say, Jesus, some fire, everything's going around this department today. They're all, um, um, the sites, they're all equipped with medical thick kits. We saw that in episode three, I believe, or two. And you know they got advanced technology. So kind of like expanse-like, I'm guessing, if they've cured all the diseases in the world. So while, yes, him being shot a few times definitely was, in my humble opinion, just the show trying to play fast and loose, which sometimes it does just to screw with the audience. But... I think it's within the scope of the show that things are rather easily attended to and healed. Like you can fuck yourself up in this park and probably be okay. Lawrence was waking up because remember he had that memory um, and provision when he recalled the man in black had a daughter in the church. And that's what swayed that whole arc from changing of him selling him out. And last but certainly not least, what does it say? Reference back to deterioration. I don't know what that meant at all. Not even a little bit. (laughs) I wrote it down, but I don't recall what it meant. And that is all the notes I have for this episode. These kids are getting rowdy. I've already called the police on them because I'm just annoyed. For what reason? None. Just because I'm pissed off and I want to feel less helpless in the world. I don't even love the police, but I want them to be harassed by them just so they can make them feel uncomfortable. Just so they have to give up their ID. Just so I can call the office and be like, oh, so I called the police again. So when I break this lease, y'all have like literally no reason to give me any issues. So if you want to send feedback on the next episode, blackrocouch.gmail.com. Jesus Christ. See what I got to live with? Um, or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic.